Okay, we are finally back, everyone. We are back with the Culture Insanity Podcast. So welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, watching in the future for all of our future audience members. Uh, yeah, we're back. Season four. Fourth year of doing the podcast. And things are looking a little different as you can obviously see. We have broken free from Josh's office upstairs. And we are in a new foreign land called the podcast studio. Yeah. We built... A podcast studio here at ABF. So that's what you see. What you don't see right now on camera is the sets for our other podcasts like Truth Time with Pastor Monty or the Nightlight Radio because there are four-ish walls, something like that, here in the studio and each one is dedicated to a different podcast. So we are the yellow wall. <laughs> with all of our pop culture little Easter eggs around here. And uh, this is our new set for Culture Insanity. So I hope you enjoy the new digs, uh, and I hope you uh, enjoy the new sound because we have new equipment, and we're just really uh, we're really trying to up our game um, with, our, with our Vigilance Radio Network and the different uh, podcasts we have. So, um, yeah, that's, that's exciting, and I hope you like it. Um, to address the... Um, small detail in the room. We're missing someone, as you can tell. Uh, Josh has stepped away from the podcast to pursue other things and overlook over other things and uh, just be invested in other things. We didn't have a massive falling out, although I could have, I guess, I could have created a narrative for y'all to gossip about, but we didn't have a massive falling out or a fight, or, and it wasn't because of uh, one of Josh's uh, or Pastor Monty's um, um, disagreements uh, live on the show, but uh, it's it was it was mutual, and there's no hard feelings, so don't feel weird about that. I actually listen to... <laughs> I actually listen to lots of podcasts as, you know, maybe you know, maybe you don't. I mention it frequently on the show, but sometimes things just change and it's never addressed and you're like, what happened to that person that used to be on the show? And I always find it weird that it's never really addressed and you're kind of just forced to uh, accept it, but it's never really addressed, so I felt the, the need to address it. So uh, we still have, though, myself as as the host and my other co-host here, Pastor Monty, who is digital, even though we have a new set. So go ahead and say hi, Pastor Monty. We can make sure we hear you and everything. Well, hey, good to, good to be here with you. And, and uh, yeah, we have, we have a set up there in the studio. I was excited to be able to come in and uh, be in the studio. And then uh, guess what? I'm snowed in. Yeah, that's, that's funny. So we're doing <laughs> so ironic as it is, we're we're coming back and uh, coming back the way we left. Uh, me coming in remotely. Yeah. If the next you... time that uh, the next time that we have the podcast, uh, I should be there in the studio with Adam. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but um, if you watch our other shows on our VRN, uh, you would have seen Pastor Monty's already had what two or three episodes of of his own podcast, The Truth Time Show. And he's been here in the studio, and you've seen, you know, his wall, his set. Um, but now he's he's tuning in remotely, and it's because we're experiencing our biannual, 
that's every other year, right? Biannual. Yeah. We're experiencing our biannual snowpocalypse here in Portland, so we got a snow ice snow lasagna going on outside and it's making travel difficult and you know dangerous and not recommended so that's why we got uh, our other co-host here tuning in remotely despite our fancy new podcast studio so as he said he's he's here albeit remotely and he should be here uh, live in studio next time so how about we talk about some culture and sanity things now that we've gotten the you know housekeeping formalities out of the way Things have not gotten less crazy in the world since we last did a show. Would you agree? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> crazy. Getting more so by the by the by the moment. By the moment, yeah. By the day, by the week, by the month. Uh, yeah, we see a lot of the same things going on. More of the more of the same. Uh, you know, amplify a little bit, and it's crazy. So, what we got on the docket today? Uh, I would call. Woke, a woke-centric episode. <laughs> we have uh, we got uh, woke. If you've seen the little um, little preview or whatever that our producer posted, but we got woke disclaimers. We got uh, social media's. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you'd call it. The misuse, the utter misuse of of social media, like TikTok specifically. Um, just recently, Gina Carano, an actress, former uh, MMA fighter. Um, who is on the Mandalorian? Cara Dune is her character. She was fired by Disney for um, some beliefs and views and posts she has and she made. And then we have uh, Joss Whedon, unfortunately, making uh, headlines for all the wrong reasons, um, and you know, all sorts of allegations coming his way. So those are the four things we're uh, we're teeing up for our first episode of season four. So. Uh, Let's, let's just jump right into the first one. Uh, oh, I also got a little I got a little game that's specifically going to be directed toward my co-host, Pastor Monty, halfway through the show, just to sort of break up uh, break up the 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 discussion with something, I guess, more light. But it's a woke it's a woke trivia game, <laughs> woke slang specifically. Oh, you know how I do the trivia, and I tell Well. Maybe uh, maybe I'll give you multiple choice. I haven't decided yet. But uh, Josh, anyways, Josh is the Josh is gone forever. Yeah, all that. <laughs> so so you're just gonna well, have to fill in. He's not gone. I mean, you make that sound so sad. I know it he's was a not, joke. He's gone. He's just moved on to different things. To peel back the curtain, Josh is right outside the door as we speak, so he's uh, helping oversee the first production of our show, so he's definitely not gone. Um, all right, so anyways, woke disclaimers. So what that means is, and, and the article can be posted by our producer, it's easy to grab, uh, Jasmine, but we have uh, more and more of these things going on. I think we've talked about it maybe once before on our show. <clears throat> I can't remember. It's, it's familiar. To me, this is one of those things that... Uh, it, it's just popping up more frequently, but we got woke disclaimers. What I'm, what, what we're calling woke disclaimers. What the article I think suggests is a woke disclaimer. But you have shows that are in syndication, for example, um, like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Um, I think the article cites uh, Rowan Atkinson, Mr. Bean. For those of you that don't know, um, a show he did from the '80s called Black Adder is an English show. Um, and then uh, a current show on the BBC, I think it's called The Royal Family. I don't even know what that show is. But 
you have before these shows a a message popping up um basically saying uh you know there might be that language used in this show remember this is these are like shows that are in, in syndication or you know they're older shows or maybe movies too but um you have a disclaimer popping up saying specific language or things referenced or, or characters or whatever it may be in this particular show may be f offensive to, to people nowadays, basically, is the implication in, in today's culture, in today's climate. So basically, as I said, it's a, it's a woke disclaimer. It's something that an individual might find um, offensive or politically incorrect or, you know, socially insensitive or whatever it may be, you know, like you get the point, but awoke disclaimer airing before a show um and it and it comes on the back of uh i think as i said that show the royal family again i don't i don't really know what that show is but where a character gets called uh i think they get called a nancy boy it says in the article which i guess is uh to mean a soft man a feminine man a nancy boy is that how you would interpret that pastor monty yeah, that's that's how I would view it. A Nancy boy, a soft man, a feminine man, which of course, there's nothing wrong with that, right? That's the and that's the point of of the disclaimer, I guess, is that language is offensive because it suggests that to be a feminine man um, or <laughs> more extreme, <laughs> um, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so. I have some questions to sort of stir discussion on this first topic, Pastor Monty. Um, and you can maybe give me your initial take on it first, and then we'll, we can jump into a question. But Okay, so what is your initial take on it first? How about that? What is your initial take on these sort of disclaimers for these older shows where you know language and uh, references and characters um, aren't what you would call, you know, socially sensitive nowadays or, or they might be offensive or politically incorrect. What's your take on that just to, to begin with? Well, uh, you know, it's, it, it's a sign of the times and I think that, that, um, that you just have to, just have to take it for the grain of salt. I mean, the, 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 you know, if you pick up a pack of cigarettes, there's a disclaimer on the pack of cigarettes. Um, the, the fact that you're buying a pack of cigarettes means that you don't you don't care about that disclaimer to begin with, but the disclaimer is there. Now we'll talk about that a little more about that in a second. But but uh, for these shows that were while really in the past, uh, you know, the they represented these shows represented the culture at the time that they were made, and obviously we've had a massive cultural shift take place in the last, uh, I would say even the last five years, there's been a, 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 a huge cultural shift. But in all fairness, um, we have the same, we do the same thing. ABF does the same thing. Josh reads a little script that is almost 30 seconds long about, uh, you know, the fact that the, the views that are, the views that are spoken about on this program don't necessarily reflect the views of ABF. You know, I personally believe that uh, you know that's uh, that statement within itself is woke because uh, basically what you're doing is you're trying to protect yourself. So the reason why the networks 
and the reason why uh, the, the, they carry these types of shows, the reason why that disclaimer is put there, because they don't want the legal liability attached with uh, somebody doing something because they're offended and, uh, and can't take it. So, you know, uh, what my feeling is, if you watch something like that, you're watching it because, because you're watching it. And if, if you're offended, then learn to use the off button. Get your gluteus maximus off of the couch and walk over if you can't find your remote and shut the program off. So I so question then. But, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of reflecting, you know, let, let me not tell you how I really feel. Yeah, right. So a question then is if, if these, you know, art forms, these different, you know, forms of media, TV, movies, music, whatever it may be, if it's simply reflecting the current culture, so language used back then reflected culture back then, um, is it appropriate to create it into a, a moral issue, a right or wrong, a good or bad, right? So language used back then reflect, reflected the culture. So uh, calling someone a Nancy boy uh, in, in the show Royal Family was reflective of the culture, maybe maybe particularly um, English culture, I don't know. But so is it, is it appropriate to, to make it into a right or wrong, you know, a good or bad, a moral thing? And what would make anything we're doing now right or more right than, than, uh, than back then? Because if we're just reflecting the culture and culture changes, and in 10 years we're going to say that the stuff that we see on today's show is wrong despite – you know, in real time, we're calling it politically correct and socially sensitive, and we're calling it, you know, we're we're basically comparing our situation now, right, as more right than our situation back then culturally. So, is that like, what do you make of that? You well, know, do you understand what do you understand what I'm saying? By, what you're describing is a move by the left in order to uh, so progressive, so sort of liberal thinking. Uh, to to control the the uh, discussion of how things uh, go inside of the culture, and so um, what they're trying to do is they're trying to put a morality spin on things uh, to change the understanding of what morality is. Mm. So what they're saying is is that they're going to make it an issue. Of morality, that um, that what happened in the past, which was controlled by a different uh, a different group of people that, that do things now, those people in the past, uh, they are actually acting immoral uh, by not uh, being um, by not allowing the various things they're allowed today. So they're basically saying that those people that have a view on uh, homosexuality and lesbianism and pedophilia and all of the different things that uh, are are coming into vogue at this point where people uh, those on the left are saying that you really can't judge anybody if you do you're immoral what they're trying to do is they're trying to flip the idea that uh, anybody that holds those views are immoral, and therefore what they, who they are, and what they believe, uh, are canceled. 
And so now we get into the idea of a cancel culture. And what I would say from a historical perspective is this is a, sociologically, this is a dangerous thing. Because if you, if you look at the movements inside of history, uh, which have done this exact same thing, the purpose behind doing this is to invalidate whole groups of people uh, so that you can then justify trying to eliminate them because they are considered immoral and you're considered to be taking the moral high ground. I refer, of course, to the movement that was, uh, that was present in Nazi Germany where they first sought to, uh, where they first sought to make the Jews uh, immoral and therefore that justified later them seeking to uh, exterminate and uh, execute and exterminate them from society because they were immoral and needed to be removed. This same thing is now taking place in regard to the uh, social movements of our day. Yeah, it just seems like a, it, it, it seems like it is an untenable like position to hold because you can then just reasonably say like, our future selves can say to our current selves and our current selves can, you know, reasonably conclude that what we're doing now is probably going to be considered immoral in the future based on somebody's, you know, whatever agenda or, you know, whatever, whatever authority is in power, you know, or, you know, is seeking to control the culture. But how can we say that what we're doing now is more morally right than, than what we were doing back then as a culture and, and the arts and stuff when those, when those, um, as we say, those goalposts, you know, home plate is always moving. It's never, it's never, um, you know, steady. It's always a shifting, a shifting, um, whatever you call it. It's always shifting. <laughs> so, to, it is so, so it just seems like an untenable position to hold because, because... You first have to be able to get people to define what they mean when they talk about morality. Right. Morality requires that you have to have a set, immovable standard from which you operate. And what you find out is those who are asserting a superior morality actually have no, uh, actually have no clear definition except that morality is what they deem to be moral uh, if it fits their purpose. Yeah. So I had some sort of... So they, Go ahead. So they will view your... So, they, so if you don't like uh, homosexuality because you come from a biblical position that says that it's incorrect, what they will say is, is that you're immoral because of your view that's that uh, this is the behavior which is not acceptable and yet they have no problem uh, of uh, lying to your face about uh, about uh, what they see as truth or not true yeah it yeah i have here in my little note with a with a postmodern with you know subjective truth sort of worldview how do you even make a model like this sustainable everything can be offensive to everyone and anyone at any time so who decides what's moral and what's not moral what's good and what's not good what language is appropriate and what language is not appropriate when the worldview of you know the, the culture is 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 postmodern it's you know your truth is good for you and mine is good for me and 
we're just what gonna forever be at odds what you find offensive i don't but what i find offensive you don't so it's just it doesn't seem sustainable to, to hold this yeah, sort of position a kind of shower thought i had um is will this kind of culture ja- drastically change the way um like an entity like the mpaa right the the governing body that decides what things are rated g pg pg13 r nc17 whatever it may be will it drastically change the way that an entity like that operates because of you know language u- used will movies and tv start to get made or produced based on things that are or aren't woke enough uh, and how marketable they are because of that. I wonder. I don't know. That's just sort of a shower thought I had. Um, because, you know, they're starting to view things through that sort of woke lens and, you know, what's culturally good and what's culturally bad and language is good and language is bad. And we can't market that to, to, to our culture today because it's so outdated and it's so, you know, it's so pro-patriarch and it's so this and so that. I wonder. It's just an interesting thought. Like, well, 30, 35, about 30 years ago, I used to teach a seminar where I talked about the, in my day, particularly, it was what was called the New Age Movement, but I particularly talked about the fact that, that media has always been um, a, a step ahead of trying to use media to either address on the ills of what the what it would perceive as the ills of society and or to change uh, society and that was always a, considered a surreptitious undertone that was always there so if you talk to movie producers or directors or people that were behind the making of uh, movies and shows uh, back 30 40 years ago uh, in in private circles they would acknowledge that that is the point of media mm-hmm. is to is to change uh, society, uh, but but they do it in a surreptitious manner or a manner which is not obvious. Now, in the culture and we live in today, uh, media is uh, is unabashedly, unabashedly um, seeking to change society through what it produces sure. and to in. Uh, and, and it's not it's not ashamed to direct those changes uh, to uh, the children. If you've ever watched uh, uh, Saturday morning, when I grew up, Saturday morning was all about Saturday morning cartoons. What cartoons were on back uh, then? With, just uh, out of curiosity. <laughs> yeah, Roadrunner, Wiley Coyote, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, Yosemite Sam, Bugs Bunny. You know, I mean, uh, they they were just. Uh, fun little cartoons but now when you watch uh, saturday morning uh, programming oh wow talk yeah. about woke arthur and his I two mean, dads I, or something like that oh it's it's <laughs> it's crazy um if you seriously though i went to the grocery store a month or two ago to new seasons which no surprise here given that chain but in in one of the aisles like one of the in caps or whatever you know they have like what I would just call junk, like junk on an end cap, you know? Right. Um, but they had, they had children's books like that. Like, was, I don't know if this is an actual book, but it was something like Amelia and her two dads or, you know, stuff like that. And they're just kids books, but yeah, just more to your point. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, look at the, uh, look, look at the movie 
Maleficent and and uh, and the undertones that are present in that. Um, there are all kinds. So a look at Milan and the undertones that are present uh, in Milan as it uh, as it basically lifts up Chinese culture. Uh, well, that's because the Chinese were predominantly paying for it and were involved heavily with Disney's production. I mean, so, so now, so 30 years ago, they were um, subversive and, and, uh, and would not really speak about, you know, their desire to manipulate and change society. Mm -hmm. Today, they're outspoken. They're outspoken and they're not ashamed. Right. Right. All right, let's move on from... Uh... The woke disclaimers um, kind of went hard on that more than I thought. But all right, so there's a thing going on with TikTok. Did you read the TikTok article that was posted on our little uh, Culture Insanity thread? I saw it was posted. I didn't actually read through it. All right, I'll give you the I'll give you the quick Adam rundown of it. I may have heard of the issue. Go ahead and let's talk about it. Um, I I don't use TikTok. I'm not familiar with it. I don't use TikTok either. I am familiar with it though. But uh, okay, so TikTok, the social well, media. In all fairness, though, my grandfather clock is still a TikTok, but I normal mostly have digital in now. Nice. I hope, <laughs> I hope our audience is laughing hysterically at that one. All right, so TikTok. There we go. Our TikTok is a social media platform, basically um, geared toward really quick digestible 30 second I think it's maybe one minute videos just of whatever right one videos you can literally just scroll through the app and video after video after video and you know funny things things that are you know given a funny you know music track to or yeah it could be whatever literally different things go viral for different reasons but you literally scroll through it just like any other social media yeah you, you like it you love it you whatever um, you follow follow people I think again I don't I don't use TikTok but that's the gist of it right so okay TikTok is being used by Mexican drug cartels okay interesting the social the social media platform is being used by Mexican drug cartels to highlight a life of luxury for those willing to work for these you know entities like their own um and it's a diversion from uh the cartel's traditional use of social media, which they used um, their platforms to basically shock and intimidate people, right? So, whereas wow. it was it used it used to be used to shock and intimidate people, um, now it's used to in a different way. They're sort of changing the way they use these platforms, and they're they're glorifying it through through TikTok videos and highlighting, you know, like glamour and look what you can do if you join the cartel and you look look what you can have look how you can live so on and so forth so it's an interesting interesting thing i'll read a a little snippet from the article our producer will post it for people watching but it says tiktok is being used mainly to promote a lifestyle um says david Saucedo, a, a mexican a mexico city based security analyst to generate a picture of luxury and glamour to show the benefits of joining the criminal activities. According to Saucedo, it says, the promotion of these videos is to entice young men who might be interested in joining the cartel with images of endless cash, parties, military-grade weapons, and exotic pets like tiger cubs. Thanks, Tiger King. Um, but what's most alarming is when you like mindlessly like or follow these videos' pages, or, or, or pages, or, or people rather, 
you're automatically sort of victim to the platform's algorithm, which constantly inundates you with more videos of the same thing, right? That's how these, that's how your Google thing works, right? You, you search for one thing and then you'll scroll through Facebook later on in your day and you'll see an advertisement for that thing you searched yesterday or something. It, it's the algorithm which is meant to cater to whatever, whatever you like, whatever you're searching for, whatever your lifestyle is, what, you know, whatever it may be. TikTok does the same thing. So you know how you're on Instagram, right? You don't Instagram, I imagine. Maybe you secretly do. I know what it is. <laughs> I don't use it. Or, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, whatever. You're laying in bed or you're sitting on the couch and you're just, you know, you're flicking your thumb, right? And that's what you do. You're flicking your thumb and you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. You see something you like and you're just sort of mindlessly, you do the double tap. That, that gives you the, the like on the on the thing and you, you keep scrolling you double tap you like well once you do that on these TikTok videos of these that these cartels are posting you're automatically trapped into the the algorithm and so now your TikTok is flooded with more and more and more of those things so you're more you're more um exposed and more and more exposed and and before you know it maybe that's all the stuff you see i don't know but that's sort of how it works that's how these algorithms work um you're more inundated with more videos of the same material more and more and more exposed to the lifestyle more and more and more tempted to indulge in it so it's really kind of a nefarious use of this social media platform by um these cartels uh, one more one more thing from the article says experts said with just one like one of these video in on one of these videos you'd end up in the hashtag cartel TikToks world um, due to the algorithm therefore millions of TikTok users glorifying the cartel culture by just sort of mindlessly liking these videos uh, mindlessly promoting and watching the content it's really interesting and really um, kind of alarming. Um, how social media is is being used by, you know, these kinds of things and for sinful purposes and things like that. But what advice to to our question to make it uh, relevant to our listeners, Pastor Monty? What advice should we be giving, particularly young people who um, are using these things? Right, as as you would say, <laughs> as 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 you've alluded to yourself, this is not really a, a social media platform geared toward older people, right? TikTok, <laughs> even. Even me, like I don't know if people my age use it, but I don't use it. Like, it's, to me, that's sort of a a younger people thing. Um, just because I don't know, maybe it's, I'm just too busy. It's just not my thing. I don't know what it is, but things like this are geared toward a young audience. I I think you could reasonably say or conclude. But what advice should we be giving to young people, particularly young Christian people who freely navigate these platforms? Um, obviously, we're in a, a year of discernment here at Aletheia, but uh, what would you say? What would you say to uh, what what this article is saying about, you know, and it could be anything, right? This article is talking about the cartel's use of glorifying things that are not okay, it's things that are sinful, um, it, but it really could be anything. What would you say to people who are sort of mindlessly navigating those things, mindlessly liking those things, how they're participating in things that um, they shouldn't be participating in if they claim to be believers and things like that. Do you think that's a, a harsh stance to take or do you think that uh, that's reasonable? Like you are involuntarily or you are voluntarily th through your ignorance maybe participating in things that you should not be even associated with. What would you say to that? You know, I think that the difficulty that young people have today is that they've grown up with things called where 
social media is enormous. Yeah. And where the um, the various platforms that exist, um, you know, have been a part of their life since they can remember. And the 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 advantage of somebody who is uh, older and more mature is is that um, is that you have watched this evolution take place. Um, where you you can see that the uh, cause and effect of what uh, the media being in place uh, has done over a course of time, but but all of these businesses when you look at uh, you know when you look at TikTok, Instagram, Google, um, Facebook, you know all of these things uh, have uh, evolved immensely from their humble beginnings <laughs> and, and uh, have grown more and more uh, towards uh, being uh, giants, as it were, that are uncontrollable. So, yeah. of course, myself, I raised my children to believe that um, they should not be uh, undiscerning about anything, but they should try to look at... Um, all sides of things and to understand what it is that the message that is being presented because the thing about media whether it be music or or um, or movies or sitcoms or or you know any or what we see now with the with the social media with um, Facebook and, and Google and Wikipedia and TikTok and Instagram and all these things. Um, the the thing about them is that media is specifically um, they they are about shaping opinion and about using their platform in order to bring about uh, a, a change that they want to see affected in society. That's where they're at. Mm -hmm. So you don't you don't ever as as a disciple of Christ you notice I don't use the term Christian because I don't I believe it's too broad and has been watered down if you're a disciple of Christ you do not ever uh, consume uh, something without having an awareness of what it is that you're dealing with right keeping your mind so on. Yeah. that means that you know these uh, Instagram or these uh, TikTok things that you're talking about where the uh, drug cartels have now uh, learned that they yeah. use this as a, a mechanism to recruit, right. as it were. Um, they're not presenting the whole story. Right. Actually, it's interesting if you read that article, um, the the man, the, the, the security analyst, Saucedo, I think it's his name, what he says at the end of the article is, they present something via their TikTok videos. They're presenting, you know, the, the luxurious lifestyle. Join the cartel. This is what you can have, right? That's what's being presented yeah, on yeah. the face. But in reality, new recruits of something like a drug cartel, um, their lives are short-lived because they're not given – they're not – they're not shot callers when they when they enter into that, right? They don't become right. the, the dons. They don't become the bosses. They become the grunts who do the nasty work, like hits on people, and they 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 do drug deals, things that are high risk, and quite honestly 
have a high casualty rate. And so like, to your yeah. point, they're presenting this, this one thing on the surface, but in reality, people that enter into that, a lot of them end up dying right away. Their, their lives in that, in that industry, if you want to call it that, that, that world, um, is short lived because again, they're not, they're not, they're not going straight to the top, right? They're going into the, the, the trenches of that nasty lifestyle and, you know, high risk. And most people, most people uh, psychologically, most people are not geared to being successful in that type of an atmosphere. Now, if we're talking about, if we're talking about drugs and drug cartels being involved in the drug uh, trade in one form or another. Most people are not geared psychologically to be successful because you basically have to be a sociopath right. in order to be successful uh, in that type of an industry. Only one, uh, only one element is being presented. Number one, because the platform, as you described it, only allows for a that very brief sixty-second video uh, or something. Yeah, idea of what's of what's being presented, but but. Uh, Exactly what is not being presented is the counter argument that you just made that um, this is a very dangerous uh, industry with a high, high mortality rate. Right. <clears throat> All right. Let's move on. Let's move on from um, TikTok. I don't like TikTok. Don't. Hey, and don't don't mindlessly just scroll through your things and and double tap the likes. Think about what you're doing. Think about you know like what you're actually saying. You quote unquote like or love or heart or whatever. Like think about Absolutely. the impl- think about the implications of of all of it. And uh, when when something has a hashtag, whatever the hashtag that, that was trending, it's in the article. I can't remember. Um, you know, think twice about that. <laughs> but uh, okay. Let's uh let's move into our game section and this is where our producer would hit that awesome sound card we have. Not that one. But anyways, okay, I told you this is a woke centric uh a woke centric episode, right? And so uh I got some woke slang trivia for you. Particularly for you, because <laughs> because you're a uh, that's more my style. That 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 game game song. Um Particularly you, because you are a older gentleman who um, might have a harder time dealing with being woke. <laughs> because as you okay, itself yeah. would, would say sometimes, or in your defense, you, you know, you've lived a long time, you're set in your ways on certain things, so to be woke might be harder for someone like you, right? <laughs> okay, so some woke trivia for you, Pastor Monty, uh, and feel free to, you know, uh, inactively participate uh, for our listeners, <laughs> if that makes sense. But some woke trivia, slang. So this is all you know, slang related. What all does right. what does bay mean? Bay, b a e, bay. I have no idea. I don't think I've ever heard it used. <laughs> you get the you get the the wrong buzzer right away. Bay, Pastor Monty means. Before anything else, usually it's in reference to your your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife. They're your bae, right? Kind of sounds like babe, like the you know the term of endearment, which I don't use, but bae, because you're my before anything else. Very codependent in nature, I would say. Anyways, you got that one wrong. If someone is thirsty, 
What does it mean? They want to be satisfied. I would say it's usually in reference to a female, unfortunately. They want to be satisfied? Um, yeah. Not quite. It means, so, it means they're desperate. So, if someone's thirsty, usually on social media you might see them um, doing things, posting things. Um, usually it's in regard to their sexuality um, that reeks of desperation and the want for attention. That's what it means to be thirsty. Well, I was kind of close. Yeah, yeah that's why I say not exactly. So, uh, you're over for 2, but that's okay. Um, let's see, what's another good one? Oh, I'm likely to be over. There's 20 here, but I'm not gonna do all 20. Uh, I'm looking for a, I'm looking for a good one. Oh, what does sus mean? S U S. What does sus mean? Beautiful. Sus. Rude. Suspicious. What do you think? I gave you the multiple choice. There. Well, I'd go with suspicious. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Good. It was an easy one to figure out based off the multiple choice, but to be sus means to be suspicious of something. Like, oh, that's sus. You know, you would say that. That's sus. That's suspicious. I don't know about that. I'm I'm sort of leery about that. Um, let's see. What does throwing shade mean? Like, stop throwing shade, Pastor Monty. Throwing shade. Uh... Like, why you keep throwing shade at me? For the things I yeah, like. Yeah, I mean, I'm used <laughs> to throwing. Uh... I need to throw shade. Pastor, Pastor Monty's initial thought is, I don't know how you could possibly throw shade. It's a non-physical <laughs> object. What does that... I have no idea. <laughs> Throwing shade means a sneaky way of putting someone down. It's a sneaky way of putting someone down. Stop throwing shade at me. You know, stop putting me down. Um, stop yeah, being no, insulting. You know, no, I see, I'm not woke. How about, if I'm going to put you down, you're going to know it. How about, nice. how about this woke oh. slang? When someone calls you extra, what are they saying? Like, yeah, you're being so extra. So you're really not wanted. Nope. That's <laughs> not what it means. It means you're being over the top. You're being excessive. That's what you it mean means. You mean like hyperbolic? Um, maybe, but I don't think necessarily. Like, uh, like... Maybe if someone was being overbearing, they'd be like extra or, I mean, maybe hyperbolic would be another way of putting it, but uh, yeah, that's what it means. Over the top or excessive. When someone is shook, what are they? Elvis talked about it. Well, see, when I think <laughs> of shook, I go back to uh, Elvis Presley. Right. I knew oh, you were going to say good. that. Thank you very much. <laughs> so what, what, um, in what way did he use shook? What was he saying when he says he was all shook up? Uh huh. Oh well, that was sexual in nature. He's, <laughs> he's the hot girl. Well, nowadays it means you're shocked. You're just shocked. That's what it means okay. to be shook. Yeah, I can see that. All right, I'll give you one more, one more, okay? And this one is right up yeah. your alley. What does turn up mean? Turn up? Yeah. When you turn up. What does that mean? I have to peel those and cook them and give them with some butter. No, not not turnip. Turn up. Turn up. Um, somebody that shows up unexpectedly. <laughs> <laughs> now it means to party. 
It means to party. You're gonna, you're gonna get turned up. You're gonna turn up. You're gonna party. I didn't make the rules. I'm just here conveying them. I didn't create slang, woke slang. Okay, okay. You know what trolls are? Stop trying to make fetch happen. Right. Yeah, you're being a troll right now. Well, I'm not being a troll. All right, let's move on. That was our woke slang, and Pastor Monty. That was our game. Not time to play it anymore. Pastor Monty got one of, I don't know, I'd call it ten, but only because I gave him multiple choice, which was a dead giveaway. So good job. Work on your woke slang, old man. So what's that tell you? I'm going to tell you that Pastor Monty's not woke. You're, your language isn't woke, that's for sure. You're using, yeah. you're using Elvis's shook to mean something it doesn't mean today. Okay, next up on our docket. We've got about 15 or 20 minutes left. So, Gina Carano. Gina Carano is an actress, former MMA fighter, turned actress. She's been in a couple things. She was in Deadpool. She's currently, or not currently, she was currently in The Mandalorian TV show on Disney+. Plus. Well, she's not in The Mandalorian show on Disney+, Plus anymore. She was fired by Disney because of some posts she made, because of some views she holds um, she was sort of already on, I don't know if you'd call it, thin, she was sort of already on thin ice with Disney based on some things she said, um, several months ago, um, and she sort of like backed off it and, you know, things were good while well, she recently, um, broke the ice and Disney fired her for doing that. So Gina Carano was fired by Disney, not because her character on The Mandalorian, uh, Cara Dune, uh, is just sort of if you watch the show, is just sort of blah, you know? Her character is just sort of there. <laughs> not all not all too compelling, not all too captivating. But she wasn't fired because of that. She was fired because Gina Carano herself isn't woke enough and is a dissenting voice against the established order and politically correct industry that she chooses to work in. News came, this is a snippet from the article that can be posted for our listeners. News came on the heels of the hashtag, hashtag Fire Gina Carano, trending on Twitter Wednesday as fans screen grabbed the star's deleted posts, including an quote unquote anti Semitic Instagram story that she shared from another user that equivocated the treatment of Jews during the Holocaust to a disagreement over beliefs. And there's a meme that was attached to it. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? In the aftermath, though, the Daily Wire, the media outlet, let's call it that, media outlet um, hosted by Ben Shapiro or led by Ben Shapiro. You're aware of who Ben Shapiro is, Pastor Monty. Uh, picked up her cause and is now producing with her an upcoming film, which she will also star in. This is a quote from Ben Shapiro. We could not be more excited to be working with Gina Carano, uh, an incredible talent dumped, again, I don't know, incredible talent, like, I haven't seen anything that would necessarily uh, deem her that, in my personal view, but an incredible talent dumped by Disney and Lucasfilm for offending the authoritarian Hollywood left. 
This is what the Daily Wire exists to do, provide an alternative not just for consumers, but for creators who refuse to bow to the mob, says Shapiro. We're eager to bring Gina's talent to Americans who love her, and we're just as eager to show Hollywood that if they want to keep canceling those who think differently, they'll just be helping us build the X-Wing to take down their Death Star. Nice shoot, nice uh, metaphor there, Ben. Social movements have consequences, and we are now in the middle of a mass social movement to expel half of the American population from the body of politic, he says. And he added that Corona's, Corano's firing, as well as the public backlash ginned up against a number of well-known figures, is not a good faith attempt at accountability, but rather a club to punish people for holding certain opinions. So she posts... She's basically uh, calling out um, the hypocrisy, the 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 Hollywood left, and how they how they view the the, the political left, even uh, more specifically on how certain people are treated for holding certain views, holding certain opinions, and and so on. And you know, Disney doesn't like this sort of um, this sort of uh, what do you call it when something is controversial? I guess controversial. There's another word I was thinking of, but um, man. Can't remember the word, but they didn't like it, right? They didn't like her controversial post and her her political incorrect stance, politically incorrect stance. So they fired her. They fired her from the show that she was starring in, a hugely successful show on their Disney Plus platform. But I thought it was interesting, and I didn't know this until I read the article. But the Daily Wire is like spearheading. Basically, they're creating a a non woke Hollywood, right? For artists, as as he says, and creators to create and not have to fear this kind of thing because of their political views, um, and I th I think it doesn't say it in this explicitly in this article, but I would venture to say you can hold views of the the political left, uh, the Hollywood left. You could hold those views, and I bet you the the Daily Wire would be happy to have you on there because I think the point of their um, what they're creating is to not have silenced, censored, canceled voices and people, and they're, they're trying to allow for that. So they're creating the space, they're, as I said, a non-woke Hollywood left. Do you think, Pastor Monty, do you think there could be a real significant outcome to the Daily Wire's mission in creating this sort of unwoke Hollywood? Do you think the levy will eventually break and more and more people will willingly flock to this kind of thing because they're tired of living in in fear and in censorship and in in a cancel culture and so they'll just be fed up or do you think uh it will be a do you think it will be a a a good attempt but nothing substantial will come of it what do you think do you think that there's a breaking point on its way well yeah yeah, I think it's an interesting on mission how, mission on their part. Well, it depends on how um, depends on how it is that the the right, those who are on the right, understand the dynamic of what is going on, and and how uh, how they choose to to aggressively deal with it. The what the what's happening in our cultural shift is in what's happening. What happened at Disney is only a uh, is only one aspect of it. There's a um, there has been now that these 
these uh, media outlets have grown to the point that they are. So we're talking again about uh, about Google, Amazon, Facebook, um, you know, TikTok, Instagram. Uh, these social media is basically the message that they're presenting is that if you don't hold our view, then we're then we're going to cancel you, and we don't want a dissenting voice. So historically, back in the day, the reason why our democracy works is because uh, if you want to hold a different opinion than I do, then let's have debate and let's discuss the differences between our view and those who are listening can then take all the information and can make their own, their own uh, conclusion based upon who has the stronger argument. What has happened in the past 40 years or so is that there's been a consistent move to close down any discussion. So if you hold a view different than my view, then um, your view is not uh, is not the right view. In our, is, okay, so we talked in the earlier segment about uh, the shift in morality, the understanding of morality. Real quick, Joe, 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 Joe on our comments section says, so they're going to make a movie with her based entirely on her opinion? That sounds like a merit-based system if I've ever heard one. Um, the truth is I don't know. I, think I don't know what they're making a movie of with her producing and starring in um, the articles that I read, and I read three of them based on this story, didn't explicitly say. I don't know if it's come out, details of that, or if it's just, hey, we'd be happy to have you over here. Let's, uh, let's come up with some content or a story, or you know, you, you, can, you have license to be a part of the production of it. We'll, we'll have you star in it. I don't know, Joe, is the answer to your question. But he says that sounds like a merit-based system if I've ever heard one. What do you think? I would say, as I was stating earlier, uh, that that um, so these media outlets now, what they're trying to do is control how people think. And if you think different than they do, then their desire is to cancel you and not allow. So you're nobody if you don't agree with them. And if you disagree with them, they will seek to destroy you. And that's what they did. That's what they did to this actress is that they, they didn't pay her, they didn't have her come on as uh, on their program uh, in order to, in, because, because she viewed things a certain way. They had her come on her program because she's an actress. She plays the role of somebody else. But in her own life, she has her own views. And what, what Disney is saying is that we don't want you to have your own views that are different than ours. And right. if you're going to play uh, with our ball, then you have to do things the way we want you to. Or we don't want you here. I think the, Unless they're right. I think the dichotomy just, and you wouldn't know this because you're not on Instagram or you, you don't follow these kinds of things, I know. But I think the dichotomy between her as a person and the, the wait, how do you say the word? The, the tight... The titler, <laughs> whatever. The Mandalorian is 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 uh, the actor that plays the Mandalorian. His name is Pedro Pascal. I think the dichotomy between Gina Carano and Pedro Pascal is just interesting as just sort of a huh side note. But here you have a girl, a person who, you know, doesn't want to toe that line, has her own views that are anti, you know, 
whatever, socially woke and, and this and that, politically incorrect and this and that. And then you have the the guy of the show, the main character of the show, who is probably viewed by Disney as like, you know, their their golden boy for championing certain causes. I just saw recently on his own Instagram, this actor Pedro Pascal, that he has like a um, a, a trans, a brother that transitioned. So, you know, that just officially like transitioned. Um, so he's like celebrating these kinds of things in his personal life, and. He probably, <laughs> this is a joke, a bad joke, I don't know. He was probably given a contract for five more seasons. And then you have the girl who, you know, has her own posts and her own views, and she's fired. <laughs> so it's an interesting sort of dichotomy between the two stars of the show. Um, I, I call them the two, some of the two main characters. Baby Grogu is not an actual actor, so you can't count him. Baby Yoda. But, uh, yeah. 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 The, the answer to your initial question is, I do believe that we're going to see alternatives open up on the right uh, to, to allow people who want to have a voice to have a voice uh, and to still and to not be canceled by the left. Joe says that being said, go ahead, how effective they are in being able to do that, uh, it will be another story. And good for Ben Shapiro that he uh, is trying to provide that mechanism for her to be able to do that. Uh, there are other examples currently in our culture uh, that, um, you know, for example, uh, there was uh, there's a senator, a U.S. senator, who uh, put forth the uh, who put forth the the effort in order to challenge. Uh, which legally and constitutionally had the right to do so. But he was the one who was leading the challenge of these uh, uh, electoral votes that were in question. And he was getting ready to publish a book. And then because he led that challenge, the book publisher canceled him. Yeah. And so not, not less than a week later, a book publisher on the right picked his book back up and now his book is going to be public. Let's let's address so there, let's address this, this uh, real quick war that's gone back and forth Adam. There's this war that's going on back and forth that the left are trying to cancel people out and the right are trying to find some way to uh, combat that. Let's Whether a, they're successful or not hard to say because the the people on the right uh, are not as vicious uh, and as the people on the left and how they can do things. Let's address Joseph's latest comment on our on our video. He says, <clears throat> excuse me, he says, fairly positive that if I was a public figure and did this to my employer, there's nothing that prevents consequences to me publicly stating my opinion. She's not canceled, she's fired. She can still say whatever she wants on social media and will still be in the public view. Uh, yeah, and, Jen, and Ben Shapiro gives her the opportunity to be in the public view, but, but Disney's attempt is not to just fire her. Disney's attempt is to cancel out her ability to be able to work in Hollywood. And I would agree with that as well. Like, she is canceled based on the fact that culture, like the masses 
they're not going to want to see this woman anymore. And that's what I, I would say that Disney's attempt is. And sorry, but when Disney comes down on you, <laughs> it's not like some independent production company says, you know, this thing or, you know, or whatever. Like, it's that's a powerhouse, right? Disney. Disney and Disney's influence and Disney's influence on the industry. And I can only imagine the 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 nasty things that go on behind those scenes to prevent someone like this from working in a meaningful way again because of things she said. So in that regard, I would say she, she to your, what you were just saying, like, yeah, they are attempting to cancel her based on her views. Of course she can still say what she wants on her social media for now, although we've seen plenty instances where Facebook, Twitter, whatever, will start deleting your posts if it doesn't uh, toe a certain line. So... <laughs> I guess time will tell if she still has a uh, you know a voice on those platforms as 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 was um mentioned but I think the point of Disney is to cancel her for her views you know and the Daily yeah. Wire and what they're trying to supposedly create um is trying to allow her the space to still work and have those views because she might find it hard to continue to work in that um industry based on those views so I don't know. I don't, I, it sounds, it sounds um, sort of. I don't know if you'd say intellectually dishonest to to disregard the cancel attempt or whatever. But I don't know. Maybe Joe will say something else. But <clears throat> we're sort of at time. We had one more sort of big thing to discuss, and I don't know if it'll go away. So we might shelve it for our next episode. And uh, I would encourage the the comments section to keep going. I'm not trying to cut off cut off discussion here um joseph or whoever else has a thought or opinion or would like to say something on the particular subject we were just talking about but um comment away and you know we'll we'll be happy to to to, to address it um but we are at time now we've been going for 62 minutes we're at our hour mark so Stay tuned for whatever we talk about next. Maybe we'll continue to talk about this thing with Gina Carano, with the Daily Wire. Um, I did want to get to the the Joss Whedon thing because you know, that's a big thing going on in, in that industry right now and the, the implications of what it means and how we should interpret things and how we should um, uh, yeah, be discerning of certain things. But... Uh, Look it up. We'll post those articles on the on the on the comments section so you can stay in the loop. Um, as I said, maybe it's a it's a news story that will continue to develop, and so will be worthwhile to talk about in two weeks when we air our next episode. But uh, for now, we're going to log off of episode one of season four of the Culture Insanity podcast. So, Pastor Monty, thanks for tuning in digitally, and don't go driving in the snow and ice. Enjoy and this whoever else is listening out there in Portland. Be careful, and we'll see you in two weeks for episode two. The views presented in this program are not meant to express the specific views of the Lafayette Bible Fellowship. You are listening to the...